In the book of St. Matthew, chapter 28. Yeah. Praise the name of Jesus. Beginning at verse number one, reading from the New King James translation, and it reads, Now after the Sabbath, as the first day of the week began to dawn, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary came to the tomb, came to see the tomb. And behold, there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door and sat on it. His countenance was like lightning and his clothing as white as snow. And the guards shook for fear of him because, and became like dead men. But the angel answered and said to the women, Do not be afraid, for I know that you seek Jesus who was crucified. He is not here, for he is risen. As he said, come see the place where the Lord lay. And go quickly and tell his disciples that he has risen from the dead. And indeed, he's gone before them or before you into Galilee. There you will see him. Behold, I have told you. I want to just use for a thought today. You've got to know the story. Tell your neighbor, say neighbor. You've got to know the story. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Real faith starts with knowing the story. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for the power of your word. Thank you, Lord, that when your word goes forth, it will not return to you void, but it will accomplish all that you desire, and it will, you will prosper your word in the things that you sent your word to. Thank you for sending your word to us today, and thank you, Lord, on this Resurrection Sunday morning for what this word is going to accomplish in our lives. Have your way now. Grant a fresh anointing of your spirit that I might minister under your anointing. It's in the miraculous and precious and majestic name of Jesus that we pray and we thank you. Amen. Amen. You've got to know the story. Yeah, you got to know. Listen real good this morning. You, you've got to know the story. Hallelujah. Amen. There is no excuse for people in the United States of America and so many other parts of the world, amen, today not having at least a head knowledge about the story of the Lord's death and the Lord's resurrection. Amen? Amen. amen. And, and, and yet while many of Americans know the story, they still don't know the story. Amen? Amen. All of us know the story about, uh, but many of us even in here don't know the story. Amen. You see, the knowing, the knowing that, 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 that the Lord impressed upon me to talk about this morning, amen, uh, uh, is more than a head knowledge, amen, of, of the death and the resurrection of our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Anybody who can read can read the Bible. Amen. Anybody can read the account. But Many people read, and yet they still don't know. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, you got to know. Yeah, 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 yeah. You, 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 can't, you can't just have a familiarity, amen, uh, that comes from reading uh, about the crucifixion and the resurrection of our Lord and our Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. You really have to know in a personal 
in an intimate, uh, in a deep, uh, experiential way, you have to know uh, this story of the resurrection, the crucifixion and resurrection of our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen? It is the personal, it is the intimate, it is the experiential knowledge of what happened to Christ on Calvary, amen, and the, 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 the resulting resurrection on the third day morning, amen, that stirs faith, all right, and that opens the way for salvation and a life-changing experience, amen, with the Lord Jesus Christ through the work of the Holy Spirit in one's life, Amen. Amen. When I hear songs like At the Cross, At the Cross, where I first saw the light and the burden of my heart rolled away, it was there by faith. I received my sight, and now I'm happy all the day long. I, I realize that, that the writer of that story, amen, the writer of that song had experienced a change in his or her life, amen, that took place because they experienced uh, the resurrected Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. They, they knew the story, amen? Amen. When I, when I hear songs like, because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Because he lives, all fear is gone. Because I know he holds the future, amen, and life is worth living because he lives. I, I realize that the writer of that song had had a life-changing experience because they knew they experienced Jesus, amen, and his resurrection on a personal level. Praise the Lord. And don't let me mention he lives. He lives. Christ Jesus lives today. He walks with me and talks with me. Glory to God. A long life's narrow way. He lives. He lives. Salvation to employ. You ask me how I know he lives. He lives within my heart. I realized that the writer of that song had had a deep and a personal and an intimate relationship through experiencing the Lord Jesus Christ for him or herself. Amen. Praise the name of Jesus. These persons knew the story of the resurrection, amen, the crucifixion and the resurrection in a deep and a personal and an intimate way. And faith was stirred in them. Amen. Faith was stirred in them as they heard the story. Amen. The Bible does say faith comes by hearing. Amen. Amen. You got, you, so don't come to church and be on your cell phones and, and be distracted by somebody whispering to you. You know, pay attention to the story. It'll help you out. Tell your neighbor, it will help you out. Amen. There's going to come a day when you're going to need to know the story. If you don't know it personally yourself, there's going to come a day when knowing this story will make the difference in your life. Amen. I'm not talking about a head knowledge, but I'm talking about a personal, intimate knowledge, amen, of the Lord and the Savior, Jesus Christ, and what he went through to bring about your salvation. Amen. 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 And when you hear, when, they, when these people heard the story and believed in faith, their lives were changed because of it. Amen? And this change caused them to pin the words, amen, that they wrote about Jesus' death and Jesus' resurrection. What have you written? What have you written? Amen, because you know the story. Amen, amen. What have you shared because you know the story? 
Amen. Because you know it. Amen. 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 It's wonderful to come to church and dance and shout, but we're dancing and shouting among, among other believers. Amen. Amen. When you really know this thing, glory to God, amen, you're not ashamed of it. Amen. You, you, you're not ashamed to go into the hedges and the highways, to go on your job. Let's not talk about hedges and highways because y'all don't have hedges anymore. Amen. I'm talking about going into the marketplace. Amen. You're not ashamed on your job to let people know that you know this Jesus. Amen. Who God raised from the dead. You're not ashamed uh, because the Lord saved you. Amen. And you have a testimony. It makes no difference who you are with and who you are around when the opportunity presents itself because you really know the story. You will tell it when you have a chance to tell it. Amen. And sometimes when the opportunity doesn't present in itself, you'll make it present itself. Amen. Does anybody understand what I'm talking about? Tell the person sitting next to you, you've got to know the story. Hallelujah. Amen. So when I look at these hymn writers, amen, when I look at the, the, these hymn writers, I realize that many of them had a walk of faith with the Lord, and they penned out of their experience with the Lord. And many songwriters, out of their experience with the Lord, they didn't just write to make money, but they wrote out of their experience with the risen Savior. Amen. They had experienced Christ, amen, and it started with hearing and then knowing the story. Praise God. So, so this thing, amen, even as I preach today, I don't preach just because I read it from the book. I preach because I know the story. Amen. Amen. I know the story. Don't, 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 give, me a, don't give me a Bible to read, but I know the story. Glory to God. I don't give me 50 minutes to prepare. Call me in one second and say, preach. I know the story. Glory to God. Because I met Jesus for myself one day. This is not mama's faith. This is not daddy's faith. This is Alfred Jackson's faith, a personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. And I don't care who knows that I know Jesus. Matter of fact, I want you to know that I know Jesus. I want you to know that I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ because it's the power of God and the salvation to everyone that believes. Hallelujah. Praise the name of Jesus. So when I went to college, I didn't care that my friends knew that I knew Jesus. I wanted them to know that I know Jesus. I wanted them to know that I didn't go out and I didn't drink and I didn't party. It was okay with me. I wanted them to know that my joy came from worshiping Jesus. I wanted them to know, glory to God, that my joy came in my walk with the Lord Jesus Christ because I met him for myself one day. Ooh. Oh, God. Tell your neighbor, you've got to know the story. There are too many shame people in the church today. Mm. You don't know whether you're a Christian or not. Mm. You're ashamed of Jesus. You're ashamed that he saved you. You're ashamed that he sanctified you. And therefore you compromise. Lord God. Whew. Yeah. You got to know the story. Young people, you got to know the story. Mm. Mm. Knowing the story will help you in the day of temptation. Knowing the story will help you in the time of trial. You got to know the story. Ooh, Lord have mercy. It'll change your life. It'll change your life. 
You see, it's not enough just to be a church-going Christian. It's not enough just to sit in that seat on Sunday. Amen. It's just not enough. It's just not enough. It's just not enough. Amen. This is what, what we call nominal Christian. Mm-hmm. I don't care if you say I'm judging you. Amen. If you feel judged, that's on you. Praise the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. But I got the beam out of my eye so that I can see how to get the speck out of yours. Are you understanding what I'm talking about? Hallelujah. Amen. Because I got the beam out of my eye, I can see now how to take the speck out of yours. If you'll let me help you get the speck out of your eye. Because there's a speck in your eye and it's blinding you to the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Hmm. So don't tell me, don't judge me. Because you misinterpreted the scripture. Read the whole scripture. Hallelujah. The rest of the scripture says when you get the speck, the beam out of your eye, then you can see clearly how to get the speck out of other folks' eye. Oh, Lord, have mercy. More Christians need to get the beam out of their eye. Because you got to judge people. You got to be able to see that an apple tree is an apple tree. And a pear tree is a pear tree. You got to be able to see when folks say that they're apple trees and they're bearing blackberries, they're not telling the truth. They don't know who they are. So we call these people nominal Christians. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, I don't want to be nominal. <laughs> oh, Lord have mercy. One, my wife said this morning, one foot in the church and one foot in the world. Halfway in and halfway out. Lord have mercy. I don't not go to the nightclub because I'm a preacher. I don't not go to the night. I, I, not, I don't go to the nightclub because I'm a Christian. And unless I'm going to be there to get you out, there's no place for me to be. I don't buy lottery tickets because I'm a preacher. I don't buy lottery Christians tickets because I'm a Christian. Amen. Are you understanding me? And a whole lot of other things, amen, that, 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 that we have to make up our minds that if we're going to, if we really know this story, amen, then there are things that we just don't do. Amen. Amen. Tell your neighbor, amen. Mm, Lord have mercy. Yeah. Halfway in and halfway out. Glory to God. Some people got the foot on a banana peel. Not about to slip into the grave, about to slip back to the world. Ooh, help us today, Lord, Lord God, help us today. God is calling us, amen, to more than being nominal. He is calling us more than having a lip profession. Amen. God is calling us, glory to God, to have a deep and personal relationship with him through faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. He is calling you and me to encounter him through his word, amen, and through the power of his spirit that makes his word alive in our lives. Every one of us, and not just one-time experience, amen. Not just a one-time experience. This, this, this encounter with the Lord has to be an ongoing experience. You need to be experiencing the Lord every day you live. Amen. When you get up in the morning, you got to recognize the Lord's hand at work in your life. 
And somewhere during the day, you ought to want to encounter the Lord in a personal, in a personal way. Amen. This, this, this faith, this faith has to be real to you. Amen. For, 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 for the faith to make a difference in your life, it has to be real. Amen. And the only way, amen, for this faith to be real is through an experiential encounter with the resurrected Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, in a deep and personal way. Praise the name of Jesus. Amen. This is not just going to church singing the songs. Amen. You got to experience Christ. Amen. Amen. You got to experience Christ. You got to meet Jesus. You've got to meet the resurrected Christ for yourself. Somebody say for myself. Mm. Like Mary and the other women that went to the tomb. Amen. Just read the four different accounts of the gospel. Like the, the, those ladies that went to the tomb early that Sunday morning. Amen. And met the resurrected Christ. They saw them for themselves. They saw him for themselves. Amen. Nobody had to come and tell them because they experienced the resurrected Christ for themselves. Amen. And even though the other disciples were not there, amen, along the way after Jesus was resurrected, amen, before he ascended into heaven, they met Jesus for themselves. Some of us may be like Thomas. Amen, who say, unless I see him with my own eyes, amen, unless I put my hand in his hand, unless I put my hand in his son, I will not believe. But let me tell you something. Amen, if you really want to meet Jesus, he's ready to meet with you. Amen, because he does not want you doubting. Amen, he wants you believing. Amen, so he will cure your doubt if you will allow him to do it. He wants to cure your doubt. Tell the person sitting next to you, Jesus wants to cure your doubt. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. You got to meet him. You got to meet him for yourself. Amen. Just like Paul, Saul on the road to Damascus. You got to meet Jesus for yourself. Amen. Uh, he was a doubter. Yeah, he was an unbeliever. Amen. 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 But when he met Jesus, all of that changed. Hallelujah. He, he was making havoc of the church. Oh, Lord, have mercy. There are some people today that's making havoc of the church. There are some people today that have a very negative testimony of the church. And they always talk about what the church isn't and what the church doesn't do. But let me tell you something. When you meet Jesus... You stop looking at man. When you really meet Jesus, you stop looking at that person who has a nasty attitude. When you really meet Jesus, you stop looking at people's failures. And your eyes are on Jesus. And you see his body in all of his glory. Hallelujah. Amen. That's beyond what you see with your natural eye. I know what I'm talking about because when I see people, amen, I see a lot of failure. I see a lot of fault. I see a lot of hurt. I see a lot of brokenness. I see a lot of hypocrisy. But when I see Jesus, I see his church in all of his glory. 
I see the Lord, glory to God, who has justified us, amen, because of our faith in him. I see the Lord, glory to God, amen, who has bought us with a price. I see the Lord, glory to God, who has a church, amen, that he's going to bring out of the world without spot or without wrinkle. I see beyond the people. You so you see what part of your problem is is you still looking at man. You got a lot of Holy Ghost to take you beyond man. You got to allow a Holy Ghost to take you beyond what you see with your natural eye. Because you see, when you're looking at other people and you're talking about how bad they are, you need to stop and just look back at yourself and see how bad you are. Mm, he that is without sin, let him do what? Cast the first stone. So, so yeah, I'm not saying that, that you should continue in sin, that grace may abound. But I'm saying stop throwing stones, amen, at the church. Stop making havoc of the church. Get yourself right because you have confessed Jesus as your Savior and your Lord yourself, amen. Stop making havoc of the church and meet Jesus for yourself. Who, Lord, have mercy. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Somebody say, but by the grace of God, there go I. Ooh, Lord, have mercy. But by the grace of God, you drank liquor too. But by God's grace, you're not an alcoholic. You've been with more than one man and more than woman, one woman too, but by the grace of God. But stop making havoc of the church. Meet Jesus for yourself so you'll know him and you'll see clearly how to give him praise and give him glory in the midst of a broken and a hurting people who are all trusting the same Jesus to redeem, to redeem us by his precious blood and to present us faultless before the presence of the glory of Almighty God. Mm, 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 mm. Yeah, when you meet him and you have real faith, it'll change your life. Hallelujah. When this faith becomes real to you, Christ becomes real to you. When this faith becomes real to you, love for God and the things of God becomes real to you. Listen to me good now. Listen to me good. When, you, when, when this faith becomes real to you, love for God and the things of God becomes real to you. Amen. I know that, that this isn't real for a whole lot of people. Some people are doing this out of duty. Hmm. Hmm. Amen. But this faith has to become real for you so that love for God becomes real for you. Love for the things of God becomes real to you. Love for the people of God becomes real to you. Mm. When you meet Jesus, you'll be like that slave ship driver. Whew. Whew. Captain of the ship, or whatever, whatever his title was, met Jesus and had to write Amazing Grace. How sweet the sound 
to save the wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. I was blind, but now I see. How precious did that grace appear the hour I first believed. Glory to God. Through many dangers, towards it says, I've already come. His grace brought me safe this far. His grace will lead me on. You see, when you meet Jesus, the way you see things change. The way you see people changes. The way you see the resurrection changes. The way you see the story that the disciples told changes. It's not just words on the book now. It's not just words on the page now. You've met him for yourself. You understand that these people wouldn't have went out and wouldn't have, wouldn't have, wouldn't have sacrificed their lives to perpetuate a lie. You, 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 you realize that, that these people wouldn't have been drawn and quartered, amen, to perpetuate a lie. You realize that these people would not have been thrown to dogs, to wild dogs, and to lions and bears, amen, to perpetuate a lie. This thing is the truth, glory to God. God raised Jesus from the dead on the third day morning. It is the truth now. Now you see it. Now you know it for yourself, amen, and nobody can keep your mouth shut, amen. Nobody can stop you from believing in the death and the resurrection of your Lord and your Savior, Jesus Christ. Ah, tell your neighbor you need to know the story for yourself you got to know it you got to get to the point that that is no longer the preacher telling you about it it's no longer mama and daddy telling you about it it's no longer amen somebody in the church telling you about it you know it for yourself Well, what is about this story that you need to know? I, I was reading something last night in a book, and, and, and the writer said, it's the story about empire death and Easter life. It's the story about empire death and Easter life. David wrote about it. Why do the heathens rage? Why do the nations rage? And imagine a bang thing, you know? And they came together against, against the Lord and against Christ. Amen. They, they, they warred against him. Amen. It was the religious rulers. Amen. They didn't know what they were doing, but they came together. Amen. They, 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 they wanted to kill Jesus. They, they wanted him out of the way. And when you read the Gospels, you begin to see how along the way, when, when, when Jesus declared that he was God, amen, amen, that they wanted to kill him. And as people began to, to follow Jesus and more and more people began to follow Jesus, they wanted to kill Jesus. They, they, and, and they plotted against him. Amen. They plotted, amen, to destroy him. Amen. So it was, it was the people of the world. I know God was using them, but it was the people of this world. Amen. The, the, the nations of this world that had gathered together against the Lord. Amen. To crucify him. To, to kill him to get him out of the way. But all of us know that it does not matter, amen, what the world wants to do. Amen. Amen. As, as Jesus met Paul and said to, met Saul on the road to Damascus and, and said to Saul, glory to God, amen, amen, you, you, you cannot kick against the prick. Amen. And one playwright wrote, your arms are too short to box with God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. So even though they killed him, even though they plotted against him, early on Sunday morning, God raised him from the dead. Oh, he had been dead. He was dead, y'all. He was dead. When they, when they crucified him, when they nailed him to the cross, it was their practice, amen. They wanted, they wanted to make sure, amen, the Jews did not want him to stay on the cross, amen, um, uh, because it was the preparation day, amen, for, for, for the, the Passover, amen. And, and, and so they went and they begged his body. We have to make sure that they were dead because they crucified three of them. They were going to break their legs. But the Bible says when they came to Jesus, they realized he was already dead. So they did break his legs. Listen now. To fulfill what the scripture said, that they did not break any bone in his body. To fulfill what the scripture says, another evidence, hallelujah, that Jesus was raised from the dead because the scriptures have been fulfilled. Jesus said, destroy this body, destroy this temple, and I will raise it up in three days. They didn't understand. Just like people in the world today do not understand the scriptures. They don't understand the things of God. Stop looking to people in the world to understand the things of God. Stop looking to people in the world to accept you as a born-again believer. They don't see what you see. They don't know what you know. Amen? Amen. That's why you cannot be ashamed. Amen? Don't let people in the world push you back. Don't let people in the world make you shut your mouth. Don't be ashamed of Jesus because of people in the world who don't know what you know. Are y'all listening? To fulfill what the scripture says. They got to Jesus and they didn't break his legs. And they begged his body and they put him in a tomb. He was dead. Somebody say he was dead. They wrapped him in the linen cloth and the women went back on Sunday morning because they did not have time to embalm him. They went back with spices so that they could properly care for his body. They were wondering how we're going to get this, this stone moved away from the, from the face. But when they got there, you need to know the story. I'm just trying to tell you the story. Amen. Amen. Elder Hoskins, I was thinking the other day, amen, no sense of me preaching something else. I need to preach the story. Elder Sargas, I, I say, people need to know the story. Too many people in the church don't know the story. You need to know the story. So they were wondering how we're going to move the stone. But when they got there, there was an angel. God had already sent an earthquake. Roll the stone away. And there was an angel sitting on the stone. Let me go, I think it was, to the book of Luke. He said, I know you're seeking Jesus who was crucified. But why seek ye the living among the dead? 
He's not here. He's risen. Somebody shout, He's risen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The world wanted to kill him. The world thought they were killing him. They thought they were getting rid of him. Hallelujah. They were even scared. Glory to God. They said, let the disciples come and take his body away. Let's seal the tomb. And let's put a guard at the tomb. But let me tell you something. There is nothing man can do to stop the move of God. And I want to tell you something today. Saints of God, you cannot stop God. And I don't care how much you wreak havoc in the church. I don't care how much you deny the Lord. You cannot stop what God is doing in this world. God had rolled the stone away. And they went and looked in the tomb. And they saw the linen cloth folded up and laying there. Lord have mercy. It wasn't unwound. It wasn't lying in a heap. But they saw the linen cloth laying there. God took him out. Lord have mercy of the deaf clothes. God wants to take you out of your deaf clothes. God wants to take you out of your deaf clothes. You're walking around in your deaf clothes, but God wants to raise you up. Hallelujah. Easter life. The world wanted to kill him. That's a part of the story. Oh, you don't realize it, saints. The world wants to kill you. The world wants to kill you. The devil is after you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The devil, the world and the devil, they're doing everything they can to kill you. Oh, my goodness. You don't see it. You, you, you think you're just enjoying life. But the devil is out for you. And he's using people in this world to war against you. Every time you refuse to stand in faith, every, listen to me, every time you commit sin, the, de the devil in the world, they're out to kill you. Every time you lie, every time you cheat, every time you steal, you don't see it. You, 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 you just think this is just the way it is. You, yeah. but, 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 but the devil in the world, they're out to kill you. Just like they were out to kill Jesus. But thank God for resurrection life. Ooh. It's the story of empire death. Glory to God. Huh. You know what the Lord just showed me? A whole lot of folk in here like empire. Oh, Lord have mercy. Scandal and all this stuff is on television. It's death. It's death. It's death to your spirit. It's death to your hopes and your dreams in God. It's death to your mind being changed. It's death to you having a renewed mind and a renewed spirit. It's death. 
I know you don't see it. Wake up in here. Look at me. Put your head up straight and say, Amen, Pastor. Amen. <laughs> Glory to God. Amen. Amen. I know we got to go home. Amen. But I, I got two more points to preach. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. It's death. All that stuff. Thank you, Brother Mano. We got time. That's all we got. Amen. Amen. All that stuff you listen to, all that music you listen to, it's death. Death. Several years ago, we talked to our children about uh, the power of, 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 of subliminal, subliminal messages. Subliminal messages. Amen. Amen. So we want our children to get it. But then some of us who are older, we don't get that there's power in subliminal messages that's on all of these deaf shows that we're watching, all of this deaf music that we're listening to. It's not producing life. It's producing death. Oh, Lord have mercy. It takes an educator to tell you, listen to me good, parents. It takes an educator to tell you that when television and media entertains and babysits your children, when they get to school, they, 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 they can't focus. They can't, they, can't, they can't listen to the teacher for 30 minutes. They can't do their homework. They can't read. It tells an educator to tell you that that's part of the problem. But America, we're buying phones for our children at three and four years old. And, and we're, we're letting games entertain them. Yeah. Lord have mercy. Anyway, death! Then we wonder what's wrong with this generation. We've killed our minds. We've killed our spirits. We're killed. We've, we've crucified the attentiveness that they should have for the things of God. Death. Empire death. But thank God for resurrection life. So I look at this story. It's not only the story of empire death and it's the life. But it's the story of an empty tomb and an open way for the people of God. So when they went to the tomb, the tomb was empty. They found nobody. They did not find the body of Jesus Christ. An empty tomb. But an empty tomb means that the Lord has opened up possibilities for those who follow him. Lord God, hallelujah. I thought about this thing, and the Lord reminded me that all of the promises of God are yea and amen in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Because of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. Because there was an empty tomb. They didn't steal this body. God raised him from the dead. And he walked out of the tomb. Hallelujah. He didn't raise him as a spirit. He raised him as a physical body. 
That's why Jesus could say to Thomas, put your hand in my hand. Thrust your fingers in my side. And don't be doubting but believing. He was raised a physical body. That's why Jesus could come and eat fish with them. Break bread with them. Because he was raised a physical body. So he walked out of the tomb, glory to God. Hallelujah. Which means that God has opened up the way for you and me. New possibilities. New horizons. For those who will follow Jesus. Hallelujah. And some of you who are not following Jesus, you are being blessed by what God has done in Jesus Christ. Are you understanding me? Because if God had not given the world another chance, we wouldn't be here today. If God had not given the world another chance, because God in Jesus was giving the world another chance, which means he gave you another chance, which means he gave unbelievers another chance, amen, to experience the newness of life. So now because of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ, I hear the Lord say in my spirit, my thoughts to what you are good only and not evil, to give you a future and a hope because of the resurrection, because there was an empty tomb. You and I now can experience that future and that hope that the Lord has to give to us because of the resurrection. Glory to God. Because there was an empty tomb, there are new possibilities. In God, you can be everything that God has ordained for you to be. In God, the devil cannot stop you. In God, the wicked supervisor can't stop you. In God, the wicked work co-workers can't stop you. Because of the new possibilities that are in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Then lastly, it's a story about the defeat of the enemy named Satan. And the ultimate victory won by the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Hallelujah. The Christ, glory to God, and the Savior of this world. At the cross, Satan was defeated. He thought he had finally killed Jesus. He had been warned against God ever since he was kicked out of heaven. Bless the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. He thought that he had finally won the battle against Jesus. But early on Sunday morning, God raised Jesus from the dead with all power in heaven and earth in his hands. Hallelujah. He took the authority over death, hell, and the grave. Hallelujah. He took the sting out of death. And he took victory from the grave. Somebody ought to shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. The Bible says the last enemy of man is death. Well, Jesus that took the sting out of death. Don't worry about dying. Hallelujah. Come on, saints. Don't worry about dying. Because Jesus had taken the sting out of death. Glory to God. Not only has he taken the sting out of death, but he's taken the victory from the grave. 
I heard a song say, can't no grave hold my body down. Glory to God. Matter of fact, when you put my body into the ground, my spirit has gone on to be with the Lord. For to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Now it's certified. Now it is confirmed. We shall not all sleep. I said we shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound, and the dead will be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed, for this corruptible must put on incorruption, and this mortal shall put on immortality. Glory to God. Paul said in Thessalonians, for the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel and the trumpet of God and the dead in Christ shall, be, shall rise first. Then those of us who are alive and remain, glory to God, we shall be caught up together Caught up together, caught up together, hallelujah, to meet the Lord in the air. Ah, yes, and there we shall always be with the Lord. Glory to God, because Jesus defeated the devil. Hallelujah. Jesus, hallelujah, took victory from the devil. Glory to God. Now. Victory belongs to us. I said victory belongs to us. Somebody said victory belongs to Jesus. And victory belongs to me. Hallelujah. This is the victory that overcometh the world. Even our faith. Glory to God. Faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. We are victorious. Hallelujah. We are victorious because of God raising Jesus from the dead. I don't know about you, but I'm glad that I know the story. I'm glad. Hallelujah. That I know the story. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's a story of life. It's a story of victory. It's a story of resurrection. I live in victory. I stand in victory. And I will die in victory. Somebody shout hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. We are victorious. We are victorious. You're victorious. I'm victorious. Death can't hurt me. Grave can't hold me. Satan can't defeat me. Hallelujah. I don't care what the devil tries. He can't win. He's already. He's already a defeated foe. Yes, he is. The Lord God Almighty. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When you know the story. You can rejoice 
in the midst of any situation and any circumstance. James could say, count it all joy when you're following the diver's trials because he knew the story. the story and you got to know it for yourself I can tell it to you all the day long but until you take the time to get into the presence of the Lord through his word and experience God for yourself through the power of his word that is spirit and life the power of his spirit who will live out the life of Christ in you, who will teach you that this is the truth. Until you get there, you don't really know the story. And this faith is not real to you. So when do believers who say they believe get to the point that they really know Part of the story is that in this world you're going to have tribulation. And you can't pick the tribulation. You can't set a limit on it. Sometimes people go through for a long time. I look at my Aunt Sadie. She's 96 years old, blind, bedridden. And I said, Lord, how long will you allow her to be in this situation? But she can't choose. And we can't choose for her. But then we asked her after, I said, Lord, what is it, God? Maybe somebody needs to know this story. Maybe she's staying for somebody to know the story. Maybe there's a, there's a child or grandchild or great-grandchild who needs to know the story. But you see, if you're not careful, saints, if you keep rejecting the Lord, the devil will cause your heart to be hardened. And you'll get angry with God. In the midst of your going through, if you're not careful, you'll get angry with God. The Lord is speaking to somebody this morning. If you're not careful, you don't really know the story. And focus on the story. You'll allow the devil to lead you away. And it won't be a fast process. Listen to me. It'll be a slow and easy, unnoticeable process. You just stop being interested in the fellowship of believers. You stop being interested in the things of God. You stop studying the word if you studied it from the beginning. 
you find yourself. Get interested in other things that seem to be bringing you more enjoyment. Before you know it, you slipped all the way away. And the devil will raise arguments in your mind as to why it's okay to do what you're doing. And you'll be one of those that wreak havoc in the church because then you'll start blaming the church and finding fault in the church when it wasn't the church. Because the church is the body of Christ. And Christ is the head. So when you blame the church, you blame Christ. So Christ drove you away from his body. No, Christ didn't drive you away. Satan drove you away. He did it slowly. He did it easily. Let me tell you something about offense. When you start getting offended, it's easier to get offended. When the spirit of offense takes you, it's so easy to get offended. I can look at you the wrong way, and you're offended. And you don't know what was going on in my mind or what I might have been dealing with in my own life. Sometimes I may be sitting and it looks like I'm just staring right at you and I'm looking at that picture over there. I'm looking at the flags in the back. Why Bishop looking at me? What did I do? Offense. And that's the way the devil will do us. So you got to know the story and you got to keep focusing in every day on the fact this is the Lord's Christ. This is the Messiah. This is the one that God sent to save us. The story is true. It's central to my faith. If I don't know, if I don't believe and know the story, I don't have faith. That has to guide me every day. When I look at Jesus, I see suffering. I see death. I see commitment to God. But I see death. In that commitment, he died. I've got to die to myself. Got to do it. Got to die to myself. And killing self, death is never easy. But when I know the story, I see resurrection on the other side. All saints, think about it. Do you really know this story? And if you do, what difference has it made in your life?